Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Some sports and some nonsense. Pass the pigskin. Who loves fantasy football? Mr. Unlimited. Hello and welcome in once again. What is it now? Week six? Are we getting into the bye weeks? We just got through week five. Almost injury free, but yeah, fun week. for yourself. But yeah, this this season has has flown by already. We're already, as Nick said, we're getting to a bye week this week. So besides some injury news, we have uh, the Lions on a bye. So Swift and, and the Texans and Amon Ra. So Texans maybe not. Besides uh, Pierce is probably the only guy you're really worried about there. Maybe maybe Cooks. But Hopefully not Brandon yeah. Cooks anymore. Hopefully I'm not, not Cooks. So Thank then God. you got to account for Amon Ra being out. Hawkinson he might have been hurt anyways. Swift still out. So yeah, we kind of knew about Swift too. You know, from yeah. what they alluded to the whole time, it was that. More than likely, he'll be week to week, but it would be back. He would be back after the bye, which that's promising. I'm excited for this team after the the drubbing they took against New England. It was a disgusting game. Yeah. I'm excited for Swift and Ramondre and Ramondre. What? Oh, I thought you were talking about. Oh, well, speaking of that, though, you do have Damian off, Harris. Yeah, here, yeah, so. yeah. That's another one. I was talking about after the bye. We have Jamison oh. Williams and Swift coming back. So oh, exactly. hopefully that elevates that offense a little bit more. So. Yeah, the Lions will be okay. We still love the Lions, right? Yeah, we still love them, even though they put up uh, a big old dud, which was scary to see. What's some uh, What's some other injury news, Sandy? Well, we just mentioned it there. Uh, Damian Harris out for multiple weeks. Could know, be out till the bye week. Mm-hmm. Yes, and after. So is this uh, the Ramondre story? We've been uh, I wouldn't say hoping for because we never look at it through an injuries you know perspective. But that's what you say on air on air, Sandy. Oh, Dema. <laughs> on air no a minute ago you were talking about oh thank god baker's out <laughs> but it's a thank god baker's out but you know maybe they'll play better Ramondre, but no. 25 for 161 and it should continue up, I, I told sandy that they'll probably sign a practice squad dude just to poach a touchdown but Ramondre should see most of the work do you think Pierre Strong is somebody that's, we should look that's at? That's what I said. I literally told I told Sandy that Strong is going to get a touchdown at some point in the next Doubtfully, weeks. but yeah, Ramondre is the guy now officially, you know, especially with Mac Jones still, you know, recovering. Yep. They're going to be one to pound it on the ground. I mean, and he now should officially get his Alvin Kamara type workload. And Cleveland ranked 29th against running backs. Yeah, so this is a good week for it. If he comes yep. out and plays really well, he might end up solidifying his space on that team. Over or under 15 fantasy points. For I'm Ramondre. saying over. Yeah, it should be over. There's no reason it shouldn't be. Yeah, zero reason for it not to be. But knowing us, knowing what we're saying now, somehow he'll come out. Like we just said, it'll be like a Pierre Strong come out, poach one or two touchdowns. And we'll be talking about this a week from now saying, what happened? What was the <laughs> biggest injury news on the week? The biggest uh, running back going out? That was definitely Rashad Penny. Because yeah. now you got the biggest waiver wire pickup of the year potentially. Probably. And I'm, I'll admit it, I hold an L. I dropped Ken Walker in redraft about two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, it's looking like Rashad Penny's the guy. And then he, of course, comes back to bite me. What are we spending to get Kenneth Walker this week? Too he's, much. He's going to be a huge one because there's multiple people in our league that still have $100. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a 60 or a 70 piece on him. I have 24, and I'm only going to say this because I know I'm not going to get <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. I'm putting 22 down. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be between 40 and 60 that gets yeah. him. I'm not sure where that falls, but. 
realistically, that is probably about right. I mean, this is different than Jamal Williams because yeah. at the end of the day, we knew Swift was coming back in a couple weeks. Exactly. But now we know Ken Walker, already the rookie talent that he is, now is going to be the guy. Yeah, and Ho- and the other backup, like DJ and Homer, they were injured too. So, like, he should be not that the they guy. Were, not that they, those guys were really going to steal his shine. I but do think DJ Dallas can be a real sneaky pickup, though. Mm-hmm. I've I have thought that too. In the in their dire moments last year, I picked up DJ Dallas. I think I started him in desperation. I think he got me like ten. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's not bad. And he the got Seahawks, me barely minimal. He's probably going to play more than anybody wants him to, and it's going to be a little disappointing this week. Mm. But overall, I mean, I lock and load with Kenneth Walker. Go ahead and drop a sixty-five banger. Yeah. Seventy. Ooh. Might as well. Like I said, I think he's the pickup of the year so far. If you have it. Yeah. If you have the cash, do it. I mean, the, you know. Going into the Seahawks a little bit, I mean, probably multiple leagues. Are we really believing in 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 this quarterback in in Seattle right now? I didn't at first. I mean, and he just dropped he's, a thirty piece. He's been playing out of his mind. The receivers have stepped up, you know, more so than what I think we were expecting them to. Even though as great and talented as they are, we weren't expecting this. And I think obviously that's been a byproduct of a rushing game that's been good enough. And you know the defense has been they're, stout. They're, de- they're defense, but the defense is giving up a lot of points. Hence that you know the forty piece on on Sunday. But they're giving up a lot of points, which is just making them have to throw the ball, and that's mm-hmm. that's just helping Geno get more points in fantasy. And they're not going to win a ton of games, but fantasy wise, that team's looking better and better. This yeah. week they're at home with a fifty-one point over under against Arizona. Yeah, this that's, is the kind of week. Yeah, I mean lock. I mean Lockett and Metcalf should both get twenty are, points apiece. Are we starting? Four Seattle players. I wouldn't say four, but realistically, Gino, guaranteed Walker, two. Lockett and Metcalf. Geno Smith. I think I'm starting Geno this week if you have him against Ooh, Arizona. That's tough. Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers. Who's Who's Green Bay playing? Green Bay is playing. Uh, if I could find it ever. No, I don't even know. Can't find it. Is Green Bay on a bye? No, they're no. playing the Jets. Ooh, the that's Jets tough. have been stepping up. I still like Geno, dude. I, that I'm that that Gino. pass that pass made me a believer in him when he was scrambling and threw a literal dart along yep. the, along the seams. Not you know a blind squirrel, all that. But he had to turn he his good. hips in the yeah. air. He looks fluid. He and looks good. He honestly looks like Deshaun Watson out there. Wow. That's what it looks he's like when the ball's incredible. coming out of his hand. He's done some massive work then from last year when he took over as a starting QB at some point. So. I can't believe it's, we were saying Drew Locker him. Like we thought, I honestly thought crazy. Locke was going to win that starting job. That's Gino, insane. it's he's impressed me. I mean, like at this point, you can't not like Seattle because of the fact that they weren't supposed to be this good, and you yeah. know they're not you know top of the leaderboard or anything, but they're outperforming our, any expectation for sure. And they have one of the easiest schedules in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep, that does help. You guys want to start talking about some guys who uh, were studs this week? Yeah, absolutely. Who wants to start? Yeah, I'll go with uh, not playoff Lenny, but he looked like playoff Lenny. Um, and he's he's kind of, I don't want to say surprised me because he had such a good season last year, um, which, you know, came out of nowhere back to his usual. But 14 for 56 is mediocre, a touchdown. 10 of 11 in the air for 83 yards and a touchdown is insane. Yeah, he's getting all the dump-offs from Brady, and Brady has a history of loading his running backs up with hundreds of targets in a season. Yeah, and it, I mean his snap count is. I mean it went from the 80s and the 90s to the 60s, and last week he had three minus three rushing yards and ended up with 18 fantasy points. That's insane. That's outrageous. It's just the fact 
Leonard Fournette is a force, and you know, that's is that a statement to the to um, Todd Bowles or not Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich? Mm. Yeah. Or is that a statement to Brady? Or are we just going to talk about Leonard Fournette just that good? I mean, who who Fournette gets the credit good, there? But Brady, the credit goes to Brady dumping the ball down to him because not a lot of quarterbacks would be giving Leonard Fournette eleven targets. <laughs> Brady's also. Great for drawing unnecessary uh, passing, or oh. roughing the passer calls. I agree with that. Yeah. I think we all. I think <laughs> that's we all a, can see that. That's a whole different story <laughs> there. I, th- I think Dynasty Rashad White super interesting though. Try to go get him yeah. this season while Leonard Fournette is. You know, if he's getting sixty percent of the snaps, Rashad can't break out. Right. Go and get I, him in Dynasty. And I love Rashad White. I was a guy I really wanted in this draft. And I know he went in the second round. I think it was like mid mid to late second round. I got him late. I got him after Zamir White, which right now is looking. They took him good. at two nine. Yeah. I mean, for a dynasty purpose, we love him because you know Leonard Fournette, like we talked about. You know, he'll. I'm not saying he'll fall off, but you I know, mean, he only has a year or two he's left. Twenty nine years old, and he has a history with yeah. with injuries. So yeah, he might have a couple so, years. And Rashad White's already kind of got a little bit of trust. They like him in the passing game a little bit, so he'll come in. I think whenever Fournette's done and, and take over and pick up right where he left off. So so we go from an old running back to a younger running back. Who's your mm-hmm. guy, Sandy? I like Brees Hall, and this one's no shock here. I mean, that whole Jets running offense was – it was killing the Dolphins. And, you know, we'll we'll give some slack to Miami, you know, playing with their third string at this point. Mm. Um, but the defense just didn't do a good enough job. You know, you're talking about Zach Wilson didn't play out of his mind or anything, but they really gave up a lot on the ground. You're talking about 18 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown for Brees, plus two catches for 100 yards. <laughs> Monster game for Dynasty or any, you know, PPR league at that. Um, and it should have been better. And it could have been better. But then you got Michael Carter, on the other yeah. hand, another guy who they the Jets clearly loved them both. You know, enough for let Carter get 10 carries and poach two touchdowns. So. The snap count's <laughs> going up, though. I mean, every week it's gone up except for week two, so – He's up to almost 70% of the snaps now. They, they're they loving him as they should. He looks explosive. He looks creative. Every game is improved. You know my favorite part about Brees Hall? He's 21 years old. Mm. Oh, yeah. That is insane. Because we have rookies that have came out of this draft that are 23 right now. Najee's like 28. I mean, Najee's 25 right now, right? And he was a rookie last year? He is super old. That's, and that's what – and we were talking about this whole year. Analytics is one thing, but – that 27 years old is the clear fall off for most running backs. Now there are anomalies like um, King Henry, who's still doing it at that age, but in general, 27. So when you draft a rookie, that's 23, he years. may have a shelf life of four years versus a rookie that's 21. Especially in rookie, they're not, you don't expect them to come yeah, out exactly. that first year unless they're that guy, exactly. you know, unless you're someone named Brees Hall that was right. drafted high. Exactly. You don't expect that. But you're talking about a 21 year old. 21 year old. You know, he was by far the best rookie running back. And I'll be honest, you know, I, I was kind of skeptical of him, but he's already shut me up. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, already he's looking like he'll be a top five running back for the next five, six years. Yep. So, Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker now? Two oh, months. Oh, absolutely after. right now, Brees Hall. Okay. Yeah, he there looks we go. Better. That was, that's the main thing. The guy I want to talk about, a little bit more boring, Jacoby Myers. You know what you're going to get. This is, you know, PPR leagues, especially. This is the kind of guy. You can pl- plug into your like flex spot, wide receiver two if you have to. And really, I think at this point in the year, you could be comfortable with him. You know, He's not going to ever get you a dud. And yeah. he has an easy schedule. Yes. Cleveland, Chicago, the Jets. Right. Three games, three double-digit fantasy points, and over 80% snaps every game. So he's the only consistent weapon in that offense. And the thing is, I was Such literally what his third career 
receiving touchdown this first of the year. He right. he was one of those guys that just could never find the ball in the end zone, but he could somehow still get you a good game, you know, just based off the fact because he does he does get used a lot. He's a big slot. He's six foot two. He's consistent. I mean, he, this is the kind of guy I think you should go ahead and try to trade for because whoever mm-hmm. is the owner of. Jacoby Myers in your league is probably going to value him a little bit less than I am he's talking also, about him. He's 25 years old, yeah, too. Yes. And uh, Noah has him a dynasty. He won't even respond to a trade. But <laughs> at the same time, if I could get him, I 1,000% would want to because he's just one of the safest guys you could have. Yeah, no, I Absolutely. agree. Jake. I, yeah, I like him. It's a good one. Um, I'm going to go Hollywood Brown. He's He's been insane this year, and, and we did know that or we thought that he was going to do this. At least in that first half of the season, yeah, for sure. Yeah, until, you know, until D-Hop comes back. But I'm not worried about D-Hop coming back. He looks no. too good. If, if anything, this, that helps. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe teams start even fading him. But what is he? He's wide receiver six. six. That's incredible. Yep, and I they mean, have a late buy, too. Like, 20 points every week he's getting you for a guy you probably got in the seventh, eighth, ninth round. He's winning leagues. He's he's winning leagues for you. I think he might even be better with with the hundred Hopkins. That's what there. we're saying. Like, there's no yeah. concern for. Is there no concern for any of us with Hopkins no. coming back? No, to there isn't. It's just the fact Kyler Murray likes to throw it a lot. You know, whether or not he can, you know, scores a lot of points, he does throw it a lot. And you got to have somebody. We saw Rondale Moore come back, and he, yeah, he got some targets. He was underwhelming. Right. You know, we know what Greg Dorch was doing. You know, when he got targets, Kyler Murray's going to pepper. D-hop with as many targets as he was giving those guys, right. Hollywood shouldn't see any drop-off in his. Zach Ertz is the guy who's going to take a fall here mm. when D-hop comes back. Mm, those 10 targets, probably not going to happen. That's Pro- a good call. Probably more like six, but man, Zach Ertz is killing me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm playing him every week. I you don't have know how to, it's happening. Because he scores 10 points every single week. He catches a touchdown almost every week. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely playing against him, too, every we week. We act like this is it's anything horrible. different. Zach Ertz is the like one of the few fantasy players that you can every single year count on if he's healthy that he'll get you that same amount of points and every now and again he would pop off in his younger days i think now you know it's not the same clearly he never breaks any tackles he's the most boring tight end in the game but he gets it done i had him in a week or 2018 i was waiting i was looking back because he was tight end i think three or one he was like top three tight end i remember having him that year i thought oh man zach Ertz every year then people started drafting him high and you know, he didn't live up to that high pick expectations. But him being drafted, you know, around where he was this year, 8th to 11th round, I'd say, somewhere in there, maybe 12th. He was one of fantastic. my targets as a late-round uh, tight end. Yeah, fantastic guy to have. You know, in, in a redraft league that you got late, great. Another guy who you kind of got late, who has been one of the best tight ends for kind of that middling mm. tier, is Dallas Goddard. Yep, mm. super consistent and a great offense, so. What more can you ask for? I mean, every week his production is going up. This week, nine targets, eight catches, 95 yards. I mean, PPR leagues, he's the kind of tight end. You put him in your lineup and you forget about it. You don't even worry about him. You know he's going to be safe. The only week that he actually, you know, kind of didn't have the yards you're looking for, he still got that touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even in those type of games, he was still being used as much as a tight end like him, you know, in that type of offense would be used. Yeah, he's tight end number Four, five right five now. Five right now, which PPR, is yeah. all you can ask for, 96% of the snaps. No other tight end is really getting meaningful targets there. And their offense is fully healthy, so why why would he not get yeah. six targets every game for the rest of the year? And he's one of the league leaders in run after the catch right now. Right. He's getting the ball. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are clearing the way, and he's getting – 
you know, five to six yards every time he catches the ball, mm-hmm. just getting that first down. Keeping drives alive. That's why the Eagles are so great. They have so yeah. many guys right They're now. They're so right? balanced because you have that rushing element, but then you also do have your security blankets. And, you know, you do also have your big playmakers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So very great situation in Philadelphia, especially if you're named Dallas Goddard. Do you have any great situations for your last guy, Sandy? I didn't love the situation when the season started, and I think a lot of people didn't feel that way either. I was a hater. Um, Yes, I mean, it was a guy I was not at all targeting, and that is Tyler Lockett. The wide receiver eight on the year. Unbelievable. And, you know, he he's always been the type of guy that banks off big performances to keep his numbers up. But you look at the trends. Yeah, this week was bigger. You know, he had 104 yards on five catches, two touchdowns. He, he looked yeah, great, looked fantastic. Place. But then you also look at the past few, you know, three weeks prior, eight targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, plus – six nine and nine catches over 100 yards another one and almost over 100 yards in another yeah he's stringing so, great games together now he yeah. is what we would expect dk to be and dk is right. doing his thing but tyler lockett's also doing his thing and i think that comes where we were talking about gino we didn't expect him to be able to do yeah. what he's doing he's resembling what type of quarterback tyler lockett needs and that is that mobile escape the pocket throw on the run yeah you can catch him deep what's impressed to me though is like that first week i was like okay i was right three for four for 28 and then he's exploding but what's impressed me is his intermediate routes because once russ left i was like he's he can't do it anymore he banks on the long ball like we're saying but he's catching a lot of these from the slot middle to intermediate routes and that's what surprised me and that bodes well for his long you know what's crazy too you look at last year now credit that was a weird year but you look at last year he's super consistent as far as target goes targets he only had three games over 10 targets that was 10 11 and 13 the fact that he's already got over two games or he's already got two games with over 10 targets and we're only through five weeks Right. They're actually letting Gino throw the ball more than they were letting Russell throw the ball. That might be a product of no Chris Carson. You know, he had to retire early. Mm. Kenneth Walker being a rookie and Rashad Penny. You know, we saw what happened when they started giving him touches. He got hurt. It's unfortunate, but that's been his whole career. And now Gino Smith is actually, I mean, it was unbelievable Mm -hmm. watching them air the ball out like five or six times. They had a touchdown called back on DK, for God's sake. Mm. I mean, he was doing it all game. And both these wide receivers are. I mean, they're beautiful the rest of the year. Who do you like more, Lockett or DK? I still like DK. Yeah, just for the consistency. But like but, I said, Lockett's catching a lot over the middle and in these short throws, which I was not expecting at all. The thing is, you asked me this question before the season starts, and it's not even close. Yeah. You asked me this question now. I say DK, but Lockett's right there. Oh, yeah. I think he's just barely a step below DK, but that's crazy to think. But we're, from where we started talking about him to where we are now, that's it's incredible. Well, what's another guy we can talk about? Maybe on the dud side of the week, guys who hurt us. Maybe right. A.J. Dillon. Is that a good place to start? Yeah, We all loved right him there. going into the season. And now he's running back 33, five weeks in. And this was kind of the byproduct that we were a little worried about, I think, is just as long as Aaron Jones is there, he's always going to be splitting. And that's fine. He makes it work. But the thing is, they still want to use Aaron Jones as if he's the leader. And, you know, for a good reason. He is a beast. Yeah, It's just he hasn't truly gotten that full opportunity just yet to where we feel confident enough with him to be every week, you know, running back one or two. You know, he'll be a flex start every week, but it's tough sometimes. I don't think you can play A.J. Dillon right now. Yeah, even the flex is scary because, I mean, the targets was what scares me going down. Because you can be – 
you can be that second fiddle running back, but if you're not catching targets and you're only maybe getting 60 yards a game as a backup, then you're scoring six points. If you're coming in to be a thumper on a team that's offense isn't putting up a lot of points mm-hmm. right now, I mean, with Devontae Adams and they were getting the ball in the red zone, they yeah. were, you know, yeah, right. let's give it to A.J. Dillon. We're up by 14. Right. Yeah, but I think that's the know, biggest difference. You know what's right scary, though, too, with that? He would be such a good goal line back if Aaron Rodgers Wouldn't would try to actually throw not throw a one-yard line touchdown pass every single time. That's been Aaron yep. Jones' problem for the past four years. They refuse to give a running back a goal line touch. That's why he gets 40 touchdown passes every exactly. year. Exactly. That's why yeah. he either runs them in from 10 or 15 or he gets the touchdown passes. They refuse to give him goal line work, and that's what's going to hold back Dylan in a second complementary role because he's not getting the like a Jamal Williams. He's not getting those goal line touches. And he's not even getting targets now. So right. when when Damian Harris comes back, how are you assessing them? Who would you rather have, Damian Harris or AJ Dillon? Ugh. I'd probably rather have That's Damian disgusting. Harris. Really, because yeah, really? at least he gets goal line. It's looks. just amazing because you know, again, we look back like week one, we would have said AJ Dillon. Well, no Dillon doubt. scored twenty points it's, week one and has six six targets. That one's kind of iffy though because we haven't even seen Ramondre as a starter. Yeah. There's no saying that it goes like. 160 yards on 25 carries. I mean, the guy was running people over. Next week, they play Cleveland. We love his schedule coming up. Who's to say he gives the roll back to yeah. Harris at all? And Harris is even playable in fantasy. Maybe he's he not. He could completely I lose think, the value. I think, Harris, the I think Harris has done Maybe. enough to solidify that his role will still be there. And especially the NFL is a very bang and bruise league. That's true. We That's banking on Ramondre to stay fully healthy. The NFL is going to need Damian Harris when he does come back. You know, we talk about his numbers – Prior to this, he had had very, very serviceable numbers. You know, week one wasn't fantastic, but 16, 12, 15, the next three weeks, there's no reason to say that he couldn't continue to do that when he comes back. And that's where I would make the case that I would take him over A.J. Dillon just off of that. Right. And it's rare for any running back in the NFL to make it through a whole year without some sort of missing a little bit of time. So like you said, if Ramondre ever did get banged up from rushing 30 times a game, which he might do the next couple weeks – then they're going to need Damian Harris. Yep. Uh, my dud. Duds. My dud is the other AJ, AJ Brown. And Uh-oh. It's a tough – it was a tough situation. You know, Eagles still win that game. They looked fine. They didn't really, you know, absolutely have to have him go off. But they looked like – you know, the Cardinals played a pretty solid game on defense. You know, the biggest playmaker game. of that game was Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And Devonta Smith and Goddard got all the targets. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen, I think, for the majority of the year is Devontae Smith should be getting a lot of targets. It's just – it's that tough situation. This is the only true team where I think targets are going to be an issue to spread around. This is his floor, though. I mean, he still got seven targets. Let's not yeah. act like he didn't get targets and still played 74% of the snaps. His floor is seven targets. Right, and that's why he's a dud this week. Yeah. 100%. Like, he could have done more. I think he underperformed for what he had had the opportunity for. And, you know, he definitely hurt my fantasy team what's this crazy week. Nick me an L. It's tough. What's crazy he is he's not really he getting that week. He's not really getting red zone looks, which I get with, with Goddard there, but Smith is getting more end zone looks than he is. He only right. has one touchdown on the year. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say, when you look at his numbers, that 10 for 155 and a touchdown definitely looks like the unicorn in the numbers. But this is a this is the kind of player just like DK Metcalf. You have yeah. to have full confidence in the every week. The size, the, the workload. Yep. It's the kind of guy who, yeah, that 10 for 55 could happen It'll against come Dallas, back around. against whoever. You know, it's going to be like throwing a dart blind. Mm-hmm. You're never going to know, but you can never 
Never bench. I'm AJ calling Brown. it right now. You know, even though Trayvon Diggs is as good as he is at ball hawking, he's gonna get roasted by AJ Brown and Smith next week. I right. think it'll be a big Devonta Smith against Diggs, mm-hmm. Alabama on Alabama, right? Oof. That's what I'm saying. So and that I expect AJ Brown to bounce back this next week. They're playing Dallas at home. It's a you know division rival. CD Lamb or AJ Brown? I like AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown, but does Dak play? Oh, because this was the week he was thinking about it, right? Yeah, he, I don't he think he should be back. This well, week, right? Dak plays. But I'm definitely going play, AJ Brown. Do you even play Dak? Because Rush was four zero. Yeah, <laughs> I would play Rush as long as possible to make sure that Dak comes back healthy. Mm, but right. I mean, in the meantime, I'd probably I'm feeling about equally confident with Ceedee Lamb's floor right. is probably higher than AJ Brown's floor. Mm. So the Cowboys have a week nine bye, and so if Dak was going to come back, I probably would hold off yeah. against at Philadelphia because then they turn around and get Detroit and Chicago at home. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bring Dak back in the next couple games, I would not get I would and at home, yeah. I would wait because those matchups are going to be a little bit more favorable. Offer a little bit more of a comfort level. I don't think you want to mess with the juju. I mean, you're winning yeah, with right. Cooper Rush, so let him keep doing his thing. You know, he may not be putting up the prolific numbers that we would want from a fantasy side of things, but <laughs> that you know, for the Cowboys' sake, that would be smart. Jake, who's your dad? First one, Devin Singletary, six for forty-two, seven yards a carry, seven yards a carry. He's the sad thing is he's done that at some points in his career. Two two targets, one catch. But what's crazy is this: they were obliterating them. You yeah. would think they'd be running the ball all day, and they just didn't give him any touches. They didn't care at the end of the day. They were like, you know, let's just beat Pittsburgh worse. But and like, why? It was rough. Like once they went up by thirty, just run the ball, and they just didn't do it. We all have a process in fantasy football. Like we all go into these weeks and we think, like, okay, so if we have a running back on this team and they're doing this, they're gonna do this. The Bills are the worst. I mean, the absolute worst never trust, running backs. Never trust a Bills running back. Yeah, and I don't think most people were, but I think if you had him, you probably were playing him in, his, in your flex just because the 24 and I 10. Think you, so. Yeah, you definitely had to play him this week and definitely had a flex. And right. if you had a running back injury, I mean, yeah. Javante goes down. You put in Devin Singletary and he would have started. This. He would have started for me this week because my team's so banged up. So if that happened and he gets you five points, then yeah, that really, he probably lost some people. And there was five carries split among Cook and Moss too. That's not even that much. Exactly. Like, that's like, not it's a It's like nobody, they don't want to give any work to the running backs. Right. Josh Allen had five carries. He had yep. as many carries as any of the RBs. As many yards that's as Singletary. Insane. Yeah. That is insane. So, so I mean, what, but 20 that's, combined carries when you're up by 30 in the third quarter? The thing is, I don't look at that as a dud for Singletary. I just look at that as a dud for the running backs because, to yeah, your point, so. when you go up that much, you should be expected to run it. But the fact when your quarterback is your leading rusher, that that's not a problem, but that's kind of what we've expected and what we've known about the Bills. We just know they're not a safe running back team at the end of the day. Nope. They are an anon- an anomaly. And Josh Allen, three straight years, quarterback one. Jesus, He's about to be. I yeah, just looked at that history. Good lord. He's yeah. about to be it again. So I mean, yeah. well, year three, three in a row. Cooper Cup is ranked higher than every other player in the league except Josh Allen. That's insane. Yeah, that that's insane. that's what's incredible. He's, we were over here talking about, yeah, Cooper Cup can't just do what he did, and then <laughs> here we are. <laughs> we all don't right. need to talk about him. Are we coming all the way back around? Are we going to hit on the Lions for a second, uh, one more time? That's yeah. the first time I think we've ever hated, hated on the Lions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty rare, but I'm just going to get this one in because I traded away Jamal Williams this week because <laughs> they were playing the Patriots, 
And it worked out beautifully. 15 for 56. He finally has a game where he doesn't score two touchdowns. Mm. I just realized you traded him away in both leagues. Exactly. That's what's wild. Well, because I got him on the fab, and I feel like I got proper value back. I only had to play him. Actually, I didn't even play him in that league. I just kept somebody else from playing him, which is always, in my eyes, a benefit. If I'm able to have a stud on my bench, it keeps it away from everybody else. You know, I don't care. That's See, greedy over here. That's, that's how you got to play it. Yeah. That's what's insane with, with Williams, though. When he's not scoring two touchdowns a game, he scored seven points and five points. Huh. Right. And one of them with it, he was starting only saw 33% of the snaps because of the game script. But the bye is coming up for them, so that's another week you don't get to play him. And then after the bye, Swift should be back, and it should be back to normal unless he gets one or two touchdowns a game. It worked out beautifully. He's I traded, not going to be that guy. Here's what happened this summer. So I traded away Mike Evans for Jamal Williams in the third pick in Dynasty, and I got Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. And then I traded away Javante Williams, a two with, or Jamal Williams, a two, a two, and a one for Kyle Pitts in a third. It was pretty good. I like Jamal Williams a lot. Yeah. He was very helpful one. this offseason and during the season. I would take Chris Olave for uh, for – Mike Evans for sure. That's yes, a great trade off. Exactly. Yeah. And you get Jamal for free in right. that. But you know, speaking of players that are touchdown dependent, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is my other dud of the week. <laughs> yeah. Finally. We were Finally waiting. Finally we can talk about him being a dud. <laughs> it's just it's amazing that we're week five, we're just now talking about him having an underwhelming performance. And we could talk about the non touchdown aspect of it. The but efficiency was also not there. Yeah. The efficiency is the biggest thing. Yeah. Every other every other one of the games he was playing, he was putting up a solid yards per carry, whether it was through the air or on the ground. And this week just couldn't get it going. And outside of that first week, I'm not really sure about that one. He did have six. Those other two games, he ripped off huge runs that had a huge hole in 90% of other running backs in the league would have ran it all the way for a touchdown, and he got chased down. Yeah, watching Clyde get – watching him get chased down by linebackers yeah. really makes me – it kind of – it makes me cry right. because everyone – I drafted him over Jonathan Taylor in Dynasty at one point. Yeah, I mean – It hurts. He's in the mm. best situation. He is only 23, which we love that, but he, he has no explosiveness, zero top-end speed. He has a decent offensive line, and he's in the best position possible. Oh, he's a bowling ball. He's 5'7", 207 <laughs> yards. And they're just like the Bills in terms of how they use their running backs. I, I honestly, he is Devin Singletary to me. Uh, if he was I, at, if he was with the worse. Bills, I think he does the same Man. numbers that Devin Singletary does. I think they, he's a worse Singletary. That's but I think Singletary but is, is that a byproduct of the offense? Yes, 100%. Yes. 100%. The thing is, you can't put that only on the players. You have to put that on the offensive scheme they're in. I'm talking about his physical traits. He has no top-end speed and no explosiveness. He has the same level as what Singletary. He, but what he lacks there, he usually makes up with decent hands and the ability to you know, Singletary make play. Singletary has decent hands. Half the backs That's in the league point. have decent hands. That's my point is they do, they're serviceable because you can't have a Buffalo Bills offense and run it. Well, you could. You could. It'd be scary. You can run it with McCaffrey, but realistically <laughs> that doesn't happen. Because of the fact, you if you have a guy like that that's going to demand the ball, that means your receivers aren't going to be happy. And if you're a guy like Patty Mahomes, you got a guy like uh, Josh Allen, you got to have you got to let this man do his thing, and you can't have the workhorse running back. So it's the, a byproduct of it. you're never going to see a true true running back three down back on either of those teams. In the two games where they really needed him, Jarek McKinnon was also the guy that they went Jarek to. Jarek McKinnon, did you did you see that one run he had last night? Yeah, fifty three yards, fifty three percent of snaps oh this week. Lord. Week three when they lost, he had fifty percent of the snaps, which I think says a lot. Mm-hmm. And then in that game against the Chargers, another Thursday night primetime game, he got that receiving touchdown. 
I think they, in all, in all actuality, McKinnon looks better than Clyde. Yeah. I remember loving uh, McKinnon a couple years ago when he was with Minnesota and yep. he was about to break out. And I remember I had him in a league and, and he was winning me weeks. And then he misses two years. Signed that huge contract with the Niners. He was the first guy I remember with, because, you know, even to this day, every week somebody on the Niners gets hurt. But he was the first guy I remember back in the day, like, man, that sucks. Right. Back to back. Yeah, because I'm looking at the years past those trends he had when he had those breakout seasons and missed two years. 2017, he was about, he was breaking out and then just brutal injuries. 26, the end of 2016, and then, you know, 2017, that middle stretch, yeah. He was a huge reason why Case Keenum looked so good. He had some games. He had two receiving touchdowns that year mm-hmm. and a game with 100 receiving yards. McKinnon's a – he's a dog, man. Speaking of guys we were expecting to break out, Jake, you had your uh, other dud? Yeah, another guy that I thought this week, you know, with the injuries um, to Cordero, I thought Iowa Jeer was going to be the guy to step in, and pretty disappointing. I was a little skeptical of him from a like a starting standpoint. I liked what I saw from him the week before, so that's why I wanted him in a dynasty setting. But yeah, I know he's just not ready yet. Yeah, and this he was not good. the matchup either at yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know it's brutal. But then they have San Francisco and at Cincinnati, which are both good run defenses. I don't. I'm not comfortable in starting him at all. The comfort. Carolina, the maybe. comfort of it is he did have 13 attempts. Yeah, 13 for 45 and zero targets. Mariota is not going to dump the ball down. Oh, the only reason Cordell, because he was a hybrid guy and could do that. Yeah. Algier is not that guy yet. I still like and, him long term. But, but he's a rookie, so yeah. he's definitely a guy I would keep an eye on for a dynasty yeah, purpose. I'm not hating on him in dynasty. It's just he got his opportunity to start, and 59% of the snaps, it's disappointing for four points. And then Avery freaking Williams gets a touchdown. Right, of course. That's the huge <laughs> difference maker. That's, he had 10 points. That's what those teams do. Yep. Yep. All right. What Do we have any more duds left? I think that was all of them. All right. Thank God. Sad time's over. I hate talking about bad performances. (laughs) So we want to talk about some surprising performances? Yeah. Good and bad. Uh, Some of the bigger surprises on the year, takeaways, you know, we're five weeks into the year. Jake, what is, uh, who's someone that's kind of exceeded expectations or or crashed down? Yeah. So someone going into the year that I, I didn't hate, but I did not definitely love this person is Josh Jacobs. Running back four on the year, which running backs have been bad this year, and that's with starting two games under 10 points. One of them, give him credit for 19 attempts on 69 yards. You know, the yards per carry wasn't completely there, but his usage was there. I mean, he's averaging five yards a carry this year. Yeah. That week one, in the attempts he had, he was productive. So, I mean, like, you can look back. We can say what we want about Josh Jacobs in, in last year, year before. Right. But he, I agree, you know, he's one of those guys where I wouldn't have touched him with a 10-foot pole if I had the choice. But it's like now, the thing is, I, I honestly don't think I would trade for him even now because I know it, I'd be overpaying for him. I mean, he's, he's 24. He's been in the league three years, which is insane. First-round draft pick. You know, first-round pick. He, last two years was 8 and 11, so it's not like he was a bum. He just didn't, I guess, live up to what people thought going as a first-round pick. And I'm not saying this is sustainable to be number four for the rest of the year, but his efficiency looks amazing right now, and he's getting targets. He's running hard. He looks better than he's looked in his entire NFL career in the last two games. I think that's that is that is a key because yeah. that's one thing. Watching a little bit of that, you know, I watched that game last night, and it just seemed every time he touched the ball, he was running hard. He mm-hmm. was hitting every hole. He seemed like he was on a mission. And so. we, we all know Josh Jacobs is good. I mean, he's right. always just like you said, eight and eleven. I mean, he's always been solid. 
I remember when Joe Mixon flipped the switch one year, right. and he was a million. It just looked like he was falling forward right. a little faster. Like things were just different. What if that's just like? What if that's what's happening for Josh Jacobs? Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like with Sandy's saying, I wouldn't mind going and acquiring him because I think he's got a couple, you know, two three years left of being at not maybe four production, but top ten. Yeah, I mean. Maybe not now with the two thirty-point games, or are you all trying to acquire him at all? In a redraft, yes. Five of his next seven matchups are juicy, and really six out of seven because one of those is Denver. Mm. The problem is, you know, with a guy like him with those type of performances, the other team can typically raise the price on right. him. That's what Definitely. scares me. Where where did he go? I mean, he in our league, he went in four or five, which is right in that running back dead zone. But he went before guys, you know, that we were drafting later that. You know, or before, I mean, they haven't done anything. So, if you were to look at our draft, uh, let me let me get that up here. When we he was taken four or five by Billy. So who do you go ahead of that were some that same round where he was taken? Uh, guys ahead of him taken: Kyle Pitts, James Conner, Zeke, uh, Michael big. Pittman, Keenan Allen. You know, from that point. Cam Akers only went three spots lower than him. That's insane. But hindsight's a dirty bitch. Yep. Yeah, he's absolutely. never he's never been this good before. Of course. Like this and is a new a new thought process, right? right? Yep. Well, when we say hasn't been this good, you know, we like we just brought it up eight. a minute ago. You know, top eight. There's and no reason with, he that's shouldn't with missing a game in both of those years. If yeah. he played the, both of those games, he would be top ten in both. There's both there's justifiable cause that he should have been a third round pick in our league over the guys I mentioned, Zeke and James Conner, for sure. I think he's right. definitely you know, at this point, no doubt better than those guys. In Dynasty, he could also be on another team next year because they mm. did not pick up his fifth-year option. So that's right. something to keep an eye out on. He could end up, you know, this could be kind of a, a Le'Veon Bell situation mm. in the worst-case scenario, or mm. this could be, you know, like Melvin Gordon times 100 when right. he went to the Broncos. He gets his own team. It gets a few years of being a superstar because right. recently we haven't seen that. We've only yeah. seen guys re-signing with their current teams. And falling off a cliff after that. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a fair point. We haven't seen a big free agent running back signing in a in a little bit. So it's like I don't really know the way the running back landscape is is in the NFL. It's just as cheap to draft a rookie, and then they're probably going to produce even if they're the sixth, seventh round just as well. So it's like, do you throw a bag at him, or do you just go draft a rookie and hope he pans out? Cheap deal to Kansas City next year. Who says no? Uh, oh man, oh gosh, everybody wants to see that. <laughs> that would be that would be what Patrick Mahomes would need to perf- to be like a perfect quarterback mm-hmm. though somebody who can actually he can actually use play action with yeah no I like it um, Nick this guy you've been high on but nah. what do you feel about him now I'm disappointed and I can't let go of him a dynasty obviously but when it comes to redraft this is a guy who you know I'm wanting to pick up Kenneth Walker this week I'm gonna drop him yeah if I can I'm you probably not to. gonna get Kenneth Walker but it's gonna be Elijah Moore. That's crazy. Not a single 10-point performance this year. And the yardage, in my opinion, is is kind of helpful. You know, 49, 41, 49, 53. That's consistent. He's been mildly used. The snaps have been consistent. The Jets are not looking at him in the red zone or any opportunities that matter. He gets a few plays a game where he just happens to be the last read and he's open. He's out there really like Paris Campbell. He, that's what he is looking like right now, and that's so disappointing. I could that. throw up. Yeah, that, that's it disgusting. is. It's sad though, because I mean, like you said, you know, the usage as far as it's very underwhelming, but the fact he's out there nearly every play, you know, warrants that he has the opportunity, and that's what makes him have that value. But 
they're just not using him. And he's still 22, yeah. and I'm still going to fall back on A.J. Brown saying that Elijah Moore is better than him. Like, I'm always, it's the only thing I think about when I think of Elijah Moore, and I'm like, the talent is there. Yes. He was at Old Miss, and he broke out with A.J. Brown and D.K. on the is team. He, is he Allen Robinson 2.0? No. no underused very talented no, in a weird situation that, that's all that i'm clear we're not we're not in any way comparing i mean they're okay. they're close at, you know talent wise i don't even think so because i think by the time elijah's able because he was a second round pick by the time he's able to get out of the jets is he is, or another is another team gonna look at him in a way mm. where they're gonna pay him some money to come in and be their number two guy or number one i mean he needs to be a number one if he's gonna be on the jets and Garrett Wilson has gone ahead and thrown yeah, that already. to the dirt. And at that point, Corey Davis has already supplanted him, which is insane. Right. But, you know, you look back, he has the potential. Look at the ending of, of last year before he, he, he went out. He was 10, a wide 13, 27, 13, 29, 9, 20. Yeah, him and Jalen Waddle were the best two rookies from week 9 to 13. Yeah, and that's just, it's insane how, how good he looked. Um, my question is going forward, at least for this year, we don't know about the future. And I think I questioned it last week. Does Zach Wilson just not have the chemistry with him? Um, is he going to be looking just only to throw it to Wilson and every now and then get Conklin some goal line touches and Brees Hall is going to steal major targets? Is that what's going on here? That's the problem is Zach Wilson is not the kind of quarterback. In a game that they put up 40 points, he completed 14 passes. That's insane. He did not throw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. Wow. It's just one of those things. Zach Wilson, he caught a touchdown a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the Jets are a joke mm-hmm. in terms of their quarterback play, whether it's him or it's Joe Flacco. They're going to use Brees Hall. Brees Hall and Michael Carter are going to be the touchdown guys. I would probably play both those guys in fantasy. Well, Not even that I like Michael Carter. Right. But I, I think they're going to give him a touchdown every week if they can. Barrios gets used in the mm-hmm. red zone. He got a touchdown this week. I mean, it's one of those teams where – it, they think that they're smarter than they are, mm-hmm. so they run all these trickery plays, and none of it goes to Elijah. Mm-hmm. Do you think Elijah Moore is better than Braxton Berrios? Yes, yes. absolutely. No so why is he's better than Corey Davis? Why yeah. is he getting these rushing attempts? Why are we giving rushing attempts away to other guys? I mean, it it really blows me away. Yeah, the NFL is a weird landscape because this is probably I've I've never seen this many like receivers. Not even yeah. get like handoffs. I've seen you know besides Debo, we know he's a guy that lines up in the backfield. What there was a game I was watching the other day that there was like a random receiver lined up in the backfield. Who who was that? Do you remember? Oh, it's happening all the time now. Ever since Cooper that, Cup and Justin Jefferson yeah. have been doing it, because it's uh, a way to spread the defense a little bit more. Right. That's Look, what I'm saying. It's it's a different scheme that we're at. But to, to your point, though, with a guy like Elijah Moore, he's not even getting those chances. No. no, they're not trying to scheme him open. I mean, look at a guy like Cedric Wilson on the. I'm just happened to see his name from Miami. You were saying talented receivers. They gave him a bag. The man hasn't done anything all year. Right. <laughs> they don't even need to use him. It's they ridiculous. Right. How they many went out and got Tyreek? So <laughs> how many more? He this is going into the second year, so he still has at least one more year on that on that rookie contract, right? Yeah, one so or two, there, depending on. His so option. he'll be there at least another year or two. I mean, unless they trade him, I can't give him away in dynasty because his value right now is at an all time low. Right. At an absolute all time low, and the schedule until next season looks pretty brutal yeah, in terms of the wide receivers for the Jets. I mean, really, it's all red on the schedule. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't even want to talk about Elijah anymore. God, I love you, man. <laughs> I really do. And I love your tweets every day. But Jesus, we want to see you break out. I'm going to bring some more bad news. My uh, disappointment. It's a surprise because no one thought the Rams would be this kind of piss poor. But it leads back to a guy like Matthew Stafford. Is he? No, I'm, we're not. I don't throw the word washed around very you know, heavily here. Mm-hmm. 
But he is starting to show signs of wear and tear, and that's kind of leaked onto his decision-making. Talk about this year, he's already thrown seven interceptions. He's only got five touchdowns. I mean, he led the league in interceptions last year. They just were you – know you know what the real issue is, and I think he has regressed. I think the elbow could be a problem. Their offensive line is in shambles. I mean, you lose Hall of Famer Andrew Whitworth. Yep. You know, a couple other guys I know have had an injury. So they look, them and the Bengals are kind of like the two teams. You go to the Super Bowl, the line has, their lines haven't looked as good. Now, obviously, you're taking Burrow over Stafford, but Stafford is just, his regression is, it's unbelievable. In his last 115 passes, he has one touchdown pass. Wow. That's been the biggest issue is that the Rams, uh, I don't know, this is, you know, Sean McVay has never been under 500, but twice in his career, two times have been this year after week one yep. and now. Yeah, and, and it, here's the thing with that. he's he, It's not like he's not attempting. A, I mean, 41-36, yeah, the 25, 48, and 42 attempts. They are throwing the ball only to Cooper Cup. Is yeah. that a problem? Of course. It is and when ben you have Skaronic. a – And, and, and yeah. I mean, Higby is seeing his fair share. <laughs> it but is they have no number you, two. You they have, hate Allen Robinson. Yeah. they they. It's a choice. It's like, don't get me wrong, Cooper Cup, as great as he is, should not be getting all the targets. You know, and like we said, Higby. Well, they also wasted 13 plays on Cam Akers. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Don't even, don't even rush him. The There's thing no is – Don't even yeah. – you, you hurt Darrell Henderson either. Safford, his stretch here, hopefully he'll look to bounce back against Carolina. They have a decent defense, so, you know, it's, it's going to be easier said than done. They get a bye week. Hopefully he used that time to, you know, readdress some things, maybe fix, you know, the offense. But then you got to turn around after that bye week. you got San Francisco and then at Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know, that's, you're, that's brutal. brutal. Games, yeah. So – you know, if if he comes out of those games and he's looking continuously bad, I mean, the g- first game against San Francisco, he put up a dud, 6.7 through one pick, no touchdowns, 32 of 48, 250. Even the yards. Arizona game, who you're talking about, has a horrible defense, and I mean, quarterbacks have been putting up huge numbers. Put up 10. He put up 10 points, zero touchdowns. He looked terrible in every one of these games. Yeah. The only I mean, game that we can say maybe okay was Atlanta, and even that not even. You know, he three touchdowns with two picks in that. Did they try to warn us in the uh, preseason talking about his elbow? Yeah. Is that legitimately coming pre-season, up Preseason. Then he had week one where we literally brought it up. We yeah. literally saw him mouth. I couldn't throw. Yeah. Right. So it's like there was, there's been problems that have been developing, and it's kind of, you know, overflowed. And, you know, like I said, let the bye week come. We'll see how they play against Carolina first. Oh, they play against but, Carolina before the bye right. week. And then I'm not I'm not happy then about after. that. Because they just fired their coach. Right. I think Carolina's going to come out and just play with everything that they have to show, like, okay, this is what we can do and we're not being mm-hmm. held back. Mm. So, yeah. if anything, this is a bad matchup here. Yeah. Even that. And then, like I said, you come out of the bye and you have that, t- you know, both of those matchups with Tampa Bay and San Francisco. So, I mean – it doesn't get any easier for Stafford. So yeah. he's going to have to pick it up, figure out something. McVay's going to have to change some things. Hopefully they trade for Kareem Hunt. Mm. Ooh. Or McCaffrey. No. The, if they get McCaffrey, I would look to trade away McCaffrey, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so serious. Because I don't think he's going to have the same value that DJ he does Moore? now. Ooh. Well, no. I wouldn't even be happy about DJ want, Moore. They don't want wide receiver twos there. Apparently not. They should honestly trade away Everybody they have except for Cup and try to get some offensive linemen. I mean, Jesus, right. give Allen Robinson away for somebody. Right. I right. mean, Absolutely. if you're not going to use him, yeah, I kind of yeah. took the L on Stafford this year because 
I did have him as one of my late round pickups just last year. And that's you know, quarterback five. That's not really an L to be honest. I mean, late round pickup, you have nothing to lose at that point. I mean, I had him as, I had him as one of my favorite backup quarterbacks. If you get him in the last round. And right now I think I'm dropping him. I think if you haven't already, I already dropped him two or three weeks ago, but yeah. if you haven't already, I'm looking to drop him, especially with the buy coming up in this brutal, this brutal stretch. I was going to ask earlier. I mean, Geno Smith over Stafford, 100. Yeah, right now, I think Gino, so, yeah. which is insane once again. But well, I know we've uh, been kind of talking about some down stuff in the last couple of minutes. You guys want to make it even worse and talk about Thursday night football? <laughs> it can't be any worse than last week's Thursday night. Oh Could yes, it? it can. It's yeah, Washington it's versus Chicago. Literally, this on paper is the worst matchup of the, of the year. Combined three and seven record. Yay. The two of the worst offenses in the league. The only thing that I could see making this fun is if Wentz like has like five or six touchdowns out of nowhere and the bear <laughs> and maybe like the Bears make it fun by fields just scrambling everywhere and have a couple touchdowns. Are we chasing we that Deami Brown two touchdowns? No. no. Back so to waited, Jahan Dotson. I, had, I waited for him to break out for years and he finally does it, of course. But no, I'm not on the the Duami train. I'm Did so you dro- glad you dropped him on the night. 28th. I dropped him in Dynasty because I've been, I was waiting for him to drop to break out, and it just never happened. All I gotta say is if you had if you had plans for Thursday, don't cancel. Yeah. Them. Oh yeah, stay busy. Don't even watch this game. Is there anybody that we are happy to start? I mean, that oh you could gosh. start and actually not even look at the game, not watch. Not Curtis worry about Samuel. It. Curtis Samuel is literally it, which is really unbelievable over Terry McLaurin. Yes, I look for Brian Samuel. Robinson to have a breakout game. Yeah, I'm not playing Robinson yet, but I'm not agree. starting him. I would but love, I'd love to see two touchdowns out of him in this game. I don't know about two touchdowns, but I, I think he does have a little bit of a breakout game. I think they were warming him up. No one will week. be there to watch him either. I still start Curtis Samuel in your flex. <laughs> I still would. What about McKissick? Are we happy about McKissick against Chicago? Uh, I started him last week in my flex. We said, was he going to get seven, eight points, which he does. So if that's what you want, seven points. If you're that desperate. <laughs> if you're desperate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a very desperate boy. Uh, play both the defenses. How about that? Oh, gosh. Ooh, that, see, that would be a good call, though, because you know, <laughs> if you start either Denver or Indianapolis defense, you were getting good points. Right. Watch this be a freaking 30 to 42 <laughs> game that's or what something. I said. Like watch Wentz. If it does, this just smells like a Wentz six touchdown game with four oh with four God. picks and just you like, said five a second ago. No, now I'm, you're raising up to six. It's, it's <laughs> a Wentz six touchdown game with four interceptions. How about that? Oh my God! This uh, you can't give that many picks now. Come on now. I could see it. For it just sure. smells like it. Realistically, dude. I could imagine a four touchdown, yeah. two interceptions. Yeah, that, that's realistic. that's my like, like week four. one. Yeah, that's realistic. All right. Well, I think we're about to hit 50 minutes here. You guys want to go ahead and wrap this up? Uh, I've got nothing else to say yeah. other than I think we uh, we want to end on something positive. So yeah, this is a you know week five. We're about to be going into bye week, so we really appreciate everybody that's listening in. So let's end on a little a little bit more positive besides this brutal game. Yes, we're not going anywhere. We're not taking uh, a bye. Should we release another uh, nonsense this week? We might have to just because this game's so bad. We just got him. We got him on lock. To look to. We should drop one on Thursday. Let's do it on Thursday. Just oh, this yeah. game is brutal. We got so many of those on lock for you all. So sit back and enjoy and let's watch some football. We'll see you soon.